always feel so happy when I hear this introduction. Today's topic, she makes history. Mm, happy Black History Month. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's that time. Not African American History Month, <laughs> Black History Month. Brown oh. people all over the world, diaspora everywhere, because we everywhere. We all up in this. Everywhere. All up in it. So we're going to get right into it yeah. because. You know, it's going to get pretty pretty deep today, as usual, per the use. Shout out to Rashida Kanbe, per the use. <laughs> um, we're actually going to take a page out of Stacey Patrice's book. Um, I'm a part of her soul healing community, so I get her email subscriptions. And Stacey Patrice is the soul healing arts director. So if you've heard of soul healing relationships... Um, which are events that are thrown at the Silver Room, which kind of delve into... Silver Room in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Silver Room, where it delves into issues about vulnerability and intimacy and relationships. They do very, very nice dialogues there. So she's the facilitator and creator of that. And she's also the facilitator and creator of Soul Healing Yoga. So Does she have a website? Um, we She does. Stacy Patrice, that's S-T-A-C-Y-P-A-T-R-I-C-E.com. Stacy Patrice. Love it. And again, she is the Soul Healing Arts Director. So I'm going to take a line out of her book, as I stated, and we're going to start with the prompt. I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. You it said was, this to me last night, and I reviewed I it a little bit, but I kind of want to to just go with the flow with it. When I read this prompt that she provided, um, I was like, wow, this is so dead on with She Makes History, our podcast episode for today. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. The prompt says, who are you, and what is the history of how you got here? What are your contributions and purpose? What are ways in which you are connected to the whole by identifying as yourself? Mm. What are your true thoughts and contributing ideas and who do they endear, affect when you reveal them? What are your deep down emotions about what's most important for you to affect change right now? Mm. How can you take care of and rejuvenate yourself in the process to best activate that? How can you reveal more of who you are in a way that is unapologetic and forgiving to yourself and others who have historically missed the mark? Mm -hmm. 
It's a lot of questions packed into one prompt. Yeah, yeah. What and who can you engage with or provide to begin feeling more healed inside? So that is just all those questions, about five or six in one prompt. I don't know how you want to dissect that. Go to the first one. I or think we should start, just start tackling it. I think we should start like from piece the top of to the bottom. I, 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 <laughs> really? You need a boat. <laughs> Anywho, um, I think this episode comes right on time, especially with all the bullshit that's going on with with Trump mm. and all his little minions. Mm. I just can't even like believe what's going on. The Hunger Games, the like fucking yo, it is the Hunger Games. Yes, Survival of the fittest <laughs> out this bitch. Like it really mm-hmm. is, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this week I went to volunteer at O'Hare International Airport. You did. Um, the bullshit ass executive ban that he he put out, and people not able to get out the airport, see their families, go home, and I just felt it as a duty. Um, Lawyer activist. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're gonna add to your resume oh. as well. <laughs> No, but seriously, I feel like sometimes I take for granted that I did go to law school because it's just Don't. something that I, I no, I, I, I said not I, in these turbulent days. I did, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel it as a duty. I mean, mm-hmm. I was blessed to be able to go to law school and have a a, a law degree, so why not put it yeah. to really, really good use? So I just went out there. It was after the um the madness um last week Saturday at O'Hare Airport. I heard that it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. There was so many people, but when I went this week, I had calmed down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I still felt the need to go and just hold up a sign. Yeah, like, hold space. Do you need help? Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to that federal judge, though, Um, pretty much in New York issuing that uh, temporary restraining order on this bullshit ass executive ban in New York hello come on NY <laughs> we always stay shout out NY <laughs> no but seriously so I think this comes around our time and I think um, starting from the top and working our way down and I encourage our listeners to um, answer these questions and share them with us too you know what I mean so let's just get right to it. Go ahead. What's question one? So the first piece of this question in question yes, one, yes, um, yes. who are you and what is the history of how you got here? So I come, oh, this is, you want to start first? No, 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 go ahead. Girl. So I come you from a matrilineal line. Um, women in my family were generally abused by the men that were supposed to be protecting them. Um, my great grandmother was abused by a man who like sharpened axes. Like I've heard stories, mm. sharpened axes in front of her, like threatening her to leave. Wow. Um, like basically threatening her, like if you ever leave me, basically like, I will kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my that power, mm-hmm, that power struggle, like, like literally color purple shit. Um, sharpening axes in front of her, and then my great grandmother's um husband. Um, was also molesting my grandmother and my auntie. My auntie was like, no, hell no. Packed up, moved to Gary. My grandmother was still down there. When you say down there? In Oklahoma. Ida Bell, Oklahoma. Okay. Quaint Ida Bell. Um, And so my auntie packed up, left. Um, Mary Washington, may she rest in peace, was a warrior, a trailblazer, which is why I'm here Mm. up north (laughs) and not down south. Um, So. Shout out to Mary. Yeah, Mary Washington. Um, so my grandmother was still in Idabel, Oklahoma, trying to figure it out. Um, she was raped um, at 14 by a family friend. Wow. Um, because she was being molested along with my auntie who had dipped. Like, I got to go. I can't stay here. Um, he was then, like, basically threatening her, like, if you, ever get, if you ever get pregnant or if you ever get messed up, 
I will kill you. So she was in fear for her life. Oh my God. Ran up north to Gary, Indiana. My auntie raised her. She finished high school, had her son in Gary, Indiana. That's how my mom was born. Uh, Where's your dad from? My dad? Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas. So my mom was actually born in Idabel, Oklahoma later on. Um, but it's just a story of like escape and leaving abuse of men. Like, like running, 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 yes. Running. Like up and leaving the house clean with everything like gone. You mentioned something to me one time, and I'm going to say this is kind of off topic, but I have to because I feel it. But you mentioned like whenever you're uncomfortable or something's off, like you pack it up and go. Is that where I get it from? It could you be. You just connected a dot. I'd be ready to like walk out the sandbox with my yeah. toys, yeah, like yeah. walk clean off. Yeah, I know. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so that's, where... that's my history. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. It's in my DNA, definitely. Yeah. Um, we could so unpack that. In we're in episodes. subsequent episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Season two. Um, but yeah, so I come from a matrilineal line, trauma with men. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So that's your past. Who it are you? Is. So who I am now a fucking trailblazer, a warrior who has to, who have had to, I've had to confront all that, all that bullshit that they went through that I was not physically in like the physical, uh, presence to actually witness like my cells carry that trauma. And I've had to confront all that shit. Like even with the relationship and the man that I have now being the woman that I am, I've had to admit that, I've not given him the ability to be human, Mm -hmm. to even make a mistake Mm -hmm. without automatically making him into this, um, not abuser, but making him into this bad person. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the trauma of straight men being like... You don't even know you're doing it. Abusive, being abusive. So um, that's who I am now. I'm a healed woman um, that is confronting herself every single day. Every single day. Ooh. So that's a lot. That's, that's Nicole, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Jessica. Um, <laughs> Who are you and what is the history of how you got here? I'm going to start with history. So, um, my parents, mother and father, are both from the Jamaica West Indies. Come on. Um, both from Clarendon, if anybody knows anything about Jamaica. Um, so, my mother and father met in I think it was middle school high school mm-hmm. and I don't know if they dated I never asked but like they both ended up leaving the country my mom moved to Canada initially we had a back in back in the day when it came to leaving the country it wasn't just like I'm gonna pack up my stuff and go either someone had to file for you someone had to come get you gotcha. so it was very hard to leave the country without having to connect in the states or outside of jamaica so we had a cousin that left previously and came back for my mother and my mother always tells the story she remembers being inside my grandparents house and someone calling her name at the gate at the outside oh come on come on i'm coming for you i'm coming for you and she had to pack a bag real real quick and she just left that quickly um my grandparents house and then she um, went to Canada, and she was there for a while, and then she ended up bringing my aunt over. And then um, she subsequently came to the States. And it's a very interesting story how she came to the States. Um, like I said, back in the day, it was not very easy to come here, so they had to do something pretty extreme to come into yeah. the States. 
um, same thing, my father, he left the States, um, I'm sorry, I left Jamaica. He, I think he was on like a cruise ship and he mm-hmm. told me the story last, in 2015, for the first time, how he came to the wow. states, I asked him like, "How did you get here?" Because I know everybody's I story. Can't. Like, I know that they was they was in, literally like in trucks hiding under blankets and shit to wow. come over here. So I was like, "How you get here?" And so he was saying that he went was like working on a cruise ship or got on. A, he had a friend who was working on a cruise ship, so he went into the ship and then he stayed at the very bottom of the ship the whole yeah. time. You know where they have like the coal and the, all the heat the and all the shit? The kind of part. Yeah, and then he end up, I think, jumping off the ship or like somehow end up getting off the ship. And he told me that it was one of the hardest times of his life being down there in that heat for two, three, however many days he was at sea and then came to the States. And then he had a connect over here as they always did. And um, pretty much like paid somebody. Like, he put off put on one of their uniforms and like kind of disguised himself as one of the workers to get out. Yeah. So that's how my parents got to the states. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've never actually like talked about. And that I out think loud that's before. so that's so um, amazing because you talked about going to O'Hare and like advocating. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. My, isn't it amazing how energy comes full yeah. circle? crazy yeah so they um my parents actually they both ended up in new york this mm-hmm. was years after high school whatever ended up in new york and i think they met like on a train or a subway or something like that like mm-hmm. oh i know you and that's how they got mm-hmm. back together and little jessica came into the world and whatnot yes. <laughs> <laughs> and i feel very blessed that i i feel so blessed that my pa- what my parents did to come here that I, did, I didn't have to fight for my citizenship like they wow. did. I didn't have to do any extra thing. I was just born yeah. on American soil and got that social security number. For them, they had to file. They had, And I currently have friends. They have to file. They have to take tests. And it's, it's not that easy to, yeah. to become a citizen. It was easier back in the day. I even know a lot of people back in the day who, like, married someone yeah just to get their papers and now the the rules are way more strict on that you it's like a two three four year process yeah um so stringent that's my history um family from jamaica grandparents are still there i go there every year to see them who i am today i am a daughter i'm an attorney I'm a work in fucking progress. Yeah. I'm I'm a hot ass mess. That's what I am. A beautiful mess. Shout out to Trinity, remember? Yeah. I am a beautiful work in progress. Yeah. And yeah, question two. So the second part of this question, <laughs> it says, what are your contributions and purpose? I feel like you kind of, yeah. Already, yeah. I feel like I contribute mm-hmm. by doing what I can, my little part. Even at my job, I'm on the social social committee, and mm-hmm. I've, I've always been huge on community service. When I was in law school, before law school, and now at my job, I always play some role in community service. So I'm currently, this week at my job, I put together an event for us to go volunteer at the Greater Food Depositor- Depository in yeah. Chicago to um, beat the homeless. So... I feel like I'm contributing. Yeah, that's a nice facility. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? I just feel like um, the ways in which... Oh, what are your contributions and purpose? Sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Flaunt your fly. Um, yeah. Like, I said it for you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to every event <laughs> from the beginning. Um, I just feel like women, we literally run the world. 
We yeah. are the creators. We birth life. We give life. We restore life. We resurrect. We die and we yeah. come back reborn again a what thousand is life times. Without a woman, nothing. So there would be no. It's life. time for women to start appreciating each other by appreciating ourselves and understand how right. we love ourselves reflects how we love other women and how we treat other women. So and our men too. That's true. It's and very true. Yeah. Very true. So, but it starts with us because so often we will neglect ourselves mm-hmm. and try to sow into a man and that creates but you know what? some dysfunction as They well. always know. They do. A man will always know, okay, this ain't about me. This is about some shit she done been through. I had an ex and I would, I would fight with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just would. And he straight <laughs> up told me one day, what is your issue with men? Because I know it's not me. And I was like, wow. damn. <laughs> <laughs> what am? Another episode. Yeah. Three. So, <laughs> it's so much to unpack. But yeah, I feel like that's my contribution and purpose is to restore the bonds of sisterhood. Um, Beautiful. Not just between other women, but being sisters to ourselves. Like yeah. keepers of ourselves. You said to me the other day something about you shut me down so hard. I was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> about um, a, a woman that a woman that I, I don't necessarily know, want to know, is my sister, and I'm I'm struggling so hard with it's that a struggle. shit. I'll just go ahead and say it. So I'm dating a man with a child or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the mother of his child, and how you said to me, she is your sister, and I wasn't ready for that conversation. Question four. Next. Okay, let's move on. Um, it says, what are ways in which you are connected to the whole by identifying as yourself? I don't even understand that question. So basically, how are you showing up, uh, basically being a microcosm. So how mm-hmm. are you, which, what are ways in which you are connected to the whole mm. by identifying as yourself? So how are you basically a microcosm, I guess, mm-hmm. of a whole you know it's funny that you say that so a couple weeks ago i went to the the woman's march in chicago you did yeah and (laughs) nicole had a nail appointment who's out there marching (laughs) you marched for us i did march to become she (laughs) but it was beautiful to see all these women and men Mm -hmm. and their daughters with for this one cause and I asked the women who I went with, what was your purpose for marching? Some women said, oh, I'm fighting for equal pay. Oh, I'm fighting because I'm in a conservative career. Um, I personally was fighting because I'm the daughter of an immigrant woman. And I have Im- I have immigrant friends who have green cards right now. I'm fighting yeah. for all of us to, to stay up in this bitch. Like, no, yeah. you will not kick us out, Trump. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> one of the signs that a woman had had the fist um, and I was with a friend and she said at the march in regards to a white woman holding the fist so the white woman was holding a sign and mm-hmm. had the fist on it and she said why is she holding that that is ours and mm. it I think I told you about this but it mm-hmm. bothered me on some level because while that fist may be associated with black unity I think the symbol itself symbolizes strength and power and unity yeah. and solidarity and we were all out there marching yeah so i feel like we don't we shouldn't have to cut ourselves into this box into this corner all the time when we're all out here for the cause and i know there's a lot of controversy about the march how the march was not a 
a brown woman's march. That was for white women, but still, like, I felt like why in that moment did we have to be negative in that cause? So I, to answer the question, yeah. what I feel I'm a part of, I feel like I'm, I'm a woman and I'm just, I'm out here fucking fighting for all of us. And if you really understand the nature of struggle, you understand that no struggle is exclusive. We all have right. intersections. Right. And the more you find the intersections, the more you connect the dots to yes. other struggles, yes. the faster you can get out this bitch, the yes. matrix. Because we no. all fucking live in no. the matrix. I went to happy hour with my job on Friday, and one of the um, my coworkers um, is gay, and he was mm-hmm. saying that, you know what, I can identify with the... He's a white man. Mm-hmm. I, I can identify with the Black Lives Matter movement. I was like, how so? And he was saying... When you travel, talking to me, Jessica, when you travel or when your friends travel, you don't have to think about being killed or being kicked out of a hotel because you're gay. And he was saying that there's a lot of things that him and his partner have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And while we don't deal with the same exact struggle, it's a struggle across all different kinds of people. They intersect at certain points. And I think we get so caught up in which point does it intersect and we yeah. try to exclude or invalidate someone else's struggle and it's like you can't invalidate someone else's struggle like no, struggle is struggle and like why are we competing with whose struggle is more valid like that right. sounds like woundology shout out to carolyn mace like that should not be like we our struggles are not exclusive right so point blank period so my answer to what are ways in which you are connected to the whole by identifying as yourself. Um, I am my mother. I am my Mm. grandmother. I am my great-grandmother who lived in fear because she saw a man sharpening an axe um, Mm. several times a day, you know? So when you have compassion and when when you're able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and you're able to identify with their their struggle, it makes it better. Um, It helps you to connect the dots faster. I am a microcosm of the whole. So, I mean, that's pretty much... Yeah. That's pretty much my answer. It's a great answer. Yeah. Mm. I'm fighting for my great-grandmother who couldn't fight for herself in the 1930s, wow. 1920s, wow, 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 in Ida, Oklahoma, um, who had no agency as a black woman to mm-hmm. up and leave with how many children? I don't know, five to six children as a, as a black woman. And then my Oof. grandmother who couldn't fight for herself as a 14-year-old who had the body of a 30-year-old, mm. pregnant, not knowing what to do, scared. Like, mm. I carry that. I carry that fight for them. And I know when to hold space and release that as well and right. understand that their stories were their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to put their stories to rest because now I'm living yeah. in the manifestation of a different reality. Right. Where I'm able to, you know, speak speak their stories in a powerful way yeah. and not be ashamed mm-hmm. of that matrilineal history, you know. So, yeah. Question five. Hope y'all are listening. This is a multi-bulleted uh, point, <laughs> a multi-bulleted answer. Um, let's see. What are your true thoughts and contributing ideas, and who do they endear or affect when you reveal them? I feel like our answers have yeah. kind of been interweaving all along with these questions. So let's move on. What are your deep down emotions about what what's most important for you to affect change right now? My emotions, and I, it, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in the it atmosphere. I, I think since the inauguration before Mm, the inauguration like true but especially 
the day after votes and we found out yeah. who was the president elect there's been this cloud over mm. over everyone and everything i remember walking into work the next day and everybody was quiet as fuck and i work in a very le- loud environment Girl, I for that every day in my job dry Ooh. yeah but it's it's uh, there's been an energy shift it's different for your job so it's, it's yeah. uh it's a annoying it's i'm scared for people um I, I have one of my one of my best friends in the entire world is here on a green card and she um she applied for her citizenship a while ago but it, like i said it takes a few years and like i'm scared for her like i'm scared for like my people like i just yeah. don't know what the fuck is going on like you you never know what's gonna happen next so i guess i'm just i'm cautious i'm aware but that's in real life even if trump wasn't like the president that's yeah but Motherfucker said he was gonna do something. He's actually yeah. doing that shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he said, he, through. he said right. All the politicians just talk about uh, what they're gonna do. This motherfucker is actually drilling the wall. Like stop. Uh, Tear it up. Well, Mexico's not helping him. They hell no. Said no. So um, my answer to that. What are your deep down emotions about what's most important? For me, it's just like living in my truth, walking in my purpose, mm-hmm. flaunting, letting my light shine ablaze like in darkness mm-hmm. that's the that's the best i can do is to wake up every day and do the thing that i was commanded to do yeah. um unapologetically like i mean i told you it was kind of like a running joke like things trump taught me like mm-hmm. that you will find your people with, with whatever you say mm-hmm. live that truth and he believed like he said what he wanted to say and still found a landing mark yeah. he still found supporters he st- he still has supporters now who are rocking with him through hard as the fuck. foolishness they walking hard honey hard so that's what talking about make America great again honey fuck out here with that honey bullshit. has has appointed every single person he's wanted uh, to appoint it's that's what I'm, it's and it's so okay scary. So that's that's the type of confidence that Nicole needs to have when she's walking in this world to walk be like just Trump. hard <laughs> with my toupee and everything <laughs> with the wind blowing through my hair oh <laughs> and still walk God. hard like that's the type of confidence that I need to embody that I will embody yeah. and know that my tribe will see my signal. You they heard, will see it. He said something the other day about like Frederick Douglass. I can't. Did you see that clip? Where, I can't. <laughs> I'm not, I can't. We're not. Even, we're not gonna get into we're it. Not, this, is, this ain't for that. This ain't joke. Y'all need to look up if y'all haven't seen um, what he said about Frederick Douglass and then what his press secretary said about it. Fucking fools. Next. <laughs> the next point. Um, how can you take care of and rejuvenate yourself in the process to best activate that? So self-care, self-care. And you know, on our social media this month, for the month of February, we're doing a combo of black women history and self-love and self-care. So stay tuned for that. Self-care is so important. Um, like our last episode, she loves your cup has to be full. Yep. Anything overflowing is for everyone else. Yes. Yes. But what's in the cup stays in the cup for me because I need to be running not on fumes, yes, honey. I yes. need to be running at full capacity. Um, so, yeah, being around people who see you, appreciate your time. And you know what? That's honestly, let me go back to our throwback days. Mm-hmm. When I knew that this relationship would work, like our friendship, um, not talking about our podcast, but when you had texted me and you said, I appreciate your time or your time and energy queen. And I was like, <gasps> Wow, oh. she 
See, and you just sent a simple line. It wasn't like all extra. It was just, I pre. We had met up, remember? Because mm-hmm. it was a, some sponsorship for my event, my first event with Flying Your Fly. Mm-hmm. And you helped me get the pluggers. It was a sponsorship. Oh, sponsor yeah. We for sat the- by the fountain. Mm-hmm. We the did. Fountain. And we were giggling. Always. Anyway. <laughs> so you were like, when I left, when we left, you were like, I appreciate your time and energy, Queen. And I was like, yeah, these are the women that I need to be attracting. That the women who appreciate my yeah. time and energy investment, not just cackling in your face, trying right. to hear the giggles, trying to hear the jokes, yep. but don't care about what's going on with you spiritually, really emotionally. Yeah, don't yeah. see behind the mask. Mm-hmm. No, come for me. Come for me behind that mask. Like if you see me trying to hide, like come, come for me. Peel that mask off. Like yeah. those are the people who care. That's a friendship. That's that a is relationship. What, yeah. That's when I knew. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, guys. I appreciate you sending me her. I love and you. And I knew our, talk, our relationship wasn't just that. I knew it was deeper than our job. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I love you too, Queenie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to uh, speed, through the, other speed through the other questions because we, we have a dear she today that's kind of long. And oh. I, I definitely want to unpack it. Oh. How can you reveal more of who you are in a way that is unapologetic and forgiving to yourself and others who have historically missed the mark? That's just being you, being free and being you and not shrinking yourself and not hiding. Oh, I'm not going to wear this because it's too loud. I'm not going to say this because it might be seen this way. No, be fucking you appropriately. Of course, don't go up in your job with your titties and ass hanging out and talking about (laughs) fuck this. No, I'm talking about like seriously being you and genuine to yourself and who's around you. Because others pull from that energy. Yeah. Others will see how you are and take, oh, that's what type of shit she on? Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me rock with her. People treat you the way you treat, the way you treat you. Yeah. We talked about it in that past yeah. episode. Catch it. Last um, episode. I can't. <laughs> um, I want to address the unapologetic and forgiving to yourself. So often we are too hard on ourselves. We don't show, show ourselves enough compassion. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for us to give compassion and grace and forgiveness to others, but we neglect that mm-hmm. for ourselves. So it's so important that... We don't do things from the outside in, but from the inside out. So be compassionate with yourself so that you can authentically give it to others and realize that we're all on a journey, right? So forgive yourself for what you didn't know. I say that all the time. So that you'll be able to forgive other people for things that they didn't know instead of crucifying them on a cross, nailing them, putting a thorn of... You know, a you crown will of thorns. You constantly be bitter if you yeah. don't forgive yourself for the things you didn't know. And you shouldn't blame yourself. Blame your caretakers. Blame who should have <laughs> taught you that shit. And then forgive them for not knowing, knowing how to teach it to you. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So that's how we can be empathetic of others who have historically missed the mark. Because you've not always made the mark. Right. Mm. Message. Catch it. So... Who or what can you engage with or provide to begin feeling more healed inside? Just being in an authentic space with people. Yeah. Who feed into you, not into your mask. Yeah. Not into the mask that you're trying to present. And be very, my grandmother told me this a long time ago. Be careful of the friends them you keep because people them too bad mine. Now, what that means is mm. be careful of the friends that you have around you because people could be bad-minded and people could not always wish the best for you. So be careful of your circle. She told me when she told me that when I went off to college, and it has fucking stuck with me yeah. ever since. In your psyche. Yep. Enrooted. That is, is that it for the prompt with like five different points. Thank you, Stacey Patrice of Soul Thank you. Healing. So, um, Y'all definitely answer those questions, and I'm curious to know what y'all think. So get those back to us. Um, Become she podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
We'll post them. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymously. Now, speaking of anonymously, we have a Dear She today. Um, it's kind of long, so I'm going to read it uh, fairly quickly. And so the title of it, it's called Baby Mama. Oh. Dear She, I am a 25-year-old female who is in the shit right now. I am currently in a transition season of my life. I'm starting a career and I will be moving completely on my own for the first time. Two of many great things that are happening all at the same time. I feel accomplished and fulfilled, but part of me feels extremely empty, the romantic portion. I am a hopeless romantic, but the right guy always seems to have at least two major things wrong with him. Well, damn. <laughs> Currently, I'm in a relationship with a younger guy, he's two and a half years younger, who's not as together as I am and drops a bomb two months into our relationship that his ex-girlfriend is currently in labor with his now three weeks old daughter. What the fuck explanation, boy? Like, damn. It's been complicated um, because I enjoy spending time with him. We stay on cloud nine, but then he leaves and has to spend time with the remainder of a love he once had and the young lady who may still be in love with him. I know this is ultimately my decision to stay in this relationship, but it's hard. It's not that I am desperate, but he's what I've wanted for a long time, plus or minus a few flaws that can be worked out. But this baby, baby mama situation is by far giving me a run for my money. Am I settling if I stay? Help me think I need to hear another voice. Wow. <laughs> Yo, y'all, Nicolia just nudged me. <laughs> I know y'all can't see it, but she just nudged me. So, uh, two episodes ago, um, was it she shall not settle or she must not settle? She I gave settle. my mm. definition of settling is, um, uh, damn. Woo. I'm sorry. I need a breath. I I want I want for one want to say you're not settling if you choose to accept the situation. Um, you're talking about uh, guys always have one your, one or two things wrong with them. You're never gonna have someone that has a hundred percent of what you need and want. So at some point you're going to have to compromise, and compromise doesn't necessarily mean to settle. I think um, you need to decide whether the one or two things is something that you think you could deal with and there's no there's no time limit on it like you don't have to decide in two weeks i think you're saying that you're on cloud nine and you're feeling great i think you should stay in that but still be in tune with your feelings of how you're feeling for him and discuss it with him openly and honestly if he can't handle your feelings about your frustration about his baby and baby mama then you don't need to be with him anyway i think what you think? Discuss it open and honestly as you feel what's going on. Don't sit on the shit because right. then it'll manifest in other ways. Like if you feel like this is something day one and by day five it unmanifested and escalated, like he doesn't deserve that reaction. So I will say, yeah, I think he's a little fucked up a little bit for like, it almost sounds like you're on this flow, you're, on, you're going and you're happy, whatever, and then boom, she's in labor. I mean- Two things. Maybe he didn't tell you initially because he was yeah, still figuring you that's, out. That's and what I was going to ask. Like, you knew when this relationship started that someone was pregnant with your seed right. growing in her womb. Like, was that not disclosed? Because I would feel some kind of way. It doesn't seem so from yeah. the letter. I think it was 
exactly when she's in labor that hey, this needs, is happening that needs to be cleared up like, so why? um i think going forward that shouldn't be the precedent for your relationship you're not gonna put these bombs on me last minute if that's the type of i think that's something you should look at too. That that's would even be my more important than, like yeah, than the you baby you feel open and honest Agreed. enough to talk with me but at the same Agreed. time i i think that he probably waited because he wasn't sure who you were maybe it was a, just a dip maybe it was just you know a good time in the that's moment true. until he realized that oh my god i really i'm really vibing with her and i really want her as far as the the baby mama situation i can speak on this personally because i'm currently dating somebody with a child and it's not the child for me it's it's my own insecurities of maybe he might want his family back one day maybe you know and i guess it depends on the relationship between them two is it just about the kid and i don't know i i think I think the best thing that I could say is to really, really give yourself time to really, really, really sit through it. There's no there's no right or wrong answer. To answer your question, I don't think you're settling until it bothers you so much that it consumes you. Um, there is, like Jessica said, there is no right or wrong answer, but this situation is going to cause you to be very transparent and to dig deep about the truth about yourself because it's not about the baby mama it's not about him it's going to always be about you so you need to figure mm. out what okay so ask him why he did not disclose that he had another young lady pregnant um at the outset like look i am looking to date but let me let you know mm. there is another per another woman who is currently pregnant with my child that actually scares um, me more like you know yeah, that I mean? that is what scares me more not the baby mama or not the ready-made family it's the fact that because if i'm wanting to build trust with you yeah. this has been like not disclosed so early on Let's how do i get a pattern in our relationship exactly going forward. I that's have to the be able imp- to trust but that's you. the imprinting energy that's been precedented like that's happening already so the second question would be like all y'all still fucking because everyone mm. knows that that is a swinging sexual revolving door. Like, are you going to go back and hit that when you're not feeling too sure about our relationship Girl. or it gets too rough with our relationship because mm. the cutoff, the, yeah, the cutoff period hasn't even been two years. I feel like right. when it's been two years, that's when you know it's okay to proceed. Now, that's my personal standard. Yeah. Not even a year or a year in, mm. a year and a half, like two steady years. No dipping back, no double backing. Right. Like, mm. are you still living there? You still got stuff there? You still got a toothbrush there? Like, these are questions that I would ask because it sounds like this is a fresh and you relationship. Can't, and, and you can't be afraid to ask those <laughs> questions. All. Do not minimize yourself when you ask those questions. Like, oh, should I ask this? Oh, I don't want him to feel uncomfortable. No. He made you feel uncomfortable when he didn't tell you homegirl was, like, in labor. Like, yeah. hell no. Nah. You, you can set up and define how you want your relationship to go. Yeah. Set the standard from now, I think. And again, I reiterate, give yourself time. You don't have to figure it out in a day. I think you could give yourself the time to, do I like him? Is that something I'm willing to compromise with? Because maybe the other things that he brings to you outweighs having a child. And I mean, True. someone said to me once, you should, which I think is bullshit, but you should just expect at a certain age to date people and they have children. I think that's bullshit because I don't have a child. I'm not bringing any, any extra package to the deal, but I think it's true. Like you could choose to accept it or not. This goes back to settling. Your what, yeah, it's your choice. You don't have to, but if he makes you happy and he makes you feel good and you feel good when you're with him, it's okay to stay in that too until you figure it out and be honest with him that, Hey, I'm loving what we're doing. I actually had that conversation with my guy. I'm loving what we're doing, but I'm still choosing you every day. 
every single, single day. Yeah. So moment by moment, I wear my outfit. Yeah. So I hope that helps. I know. Yo, the ba- the baby mama situation. Woo. It's real. I yeah, think that's just but, real. Yeah, it's deeper than the baby mama. Like, it's, and it's not even. A, it's about it's a you. Fresh. It's like, what is your insecurities too? It's but then at the same out. time, I agree. Like, it's someone that's never gonna go away. It's someone that you once loved. Ever. Probably, maybe you once wanted to marry. That's that's their love child in a sense. If depending on where they were in their relationship, yeah. maybe it was a one night stand. I don't know. But if they were in a committed relationship, that's a constant reminder of what you once wanted, and it's never gonna go away at all, ever. So, so um, yeah, um, if you want to follow funny. up with us and let us know what you think, write us again. But I hope that helps. Um, um, all of our letters are actually going to be posted on the site. So if you become she, a community wants to weigh in, um, because we did have a pretty detailed letter. So. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, she has issues. Okay. March 8th. Um, gonna be talking about mommy issues, women issues, so the mother wound. Ugh. Stay tuned, y'all. Mm. Nicole and Jess signing out. Become, become she, become, become free. free.